Ramble. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. <clears throat> Today's episode of Rotten Mango is brought to you by The Forbidden Meat. Now, the forbidden meat is different per perspective. It could be different for you. It could be different for me. Um, For some people, it could be that boy on Tinder. For some people, it could be your best friend's boyfriend. Don't do it, girl code. Or for some people, it could just be the two-day expired chicken breast in your freezer that you're just so tempted to make curry out of. I don't know what it is, but today we're talking about the cannibalism aspect, the real forbidden meat, the deepest, the darkest, the strangest forbidden meat, honestly, brought to you by... Mango. <laughs> Sorry. What? <laughs> if you guys don't know, Mango's my dog. <laughs> and everything is literally named after her. Rotten Mango, <laughs> Miss Mango Bot on YouTube. <laughs> Sorry, I had to make the joke. It's dark. Oops. This this podcast is dark. People are signing up for dark, honey. Hmm. We're not family friendly on this podcast. Dun dun. So this episode's gonna be very interesting because we're talking about cannibalism and we're not just talking about the general I don't even know what to call it an idea, the general act, the general crime, the general fetish of cannibalism, but just more so a very particular crime that happened in Germany not too long ago that is probably the most well-known crime that involves cannibalism. And it's weird. It's freaking weird. It hits all of my true crime points that just kind of get me so intrigued. I mean, all the aspects are there. You're talking about a four-hour-long footage of the crime being filmed. The entire crime was filmed, okay? And then the second thing is it's questionable. They won't release it to the public. They only, even during trial, they only showed 19 minutes of it because of how gruesome. And I mean, there is a lot of therapy sessions that were had after that. I mean, is it it like a four hour long mukbang? (laughs) No, it's like a four hour long slaughtering. I mean, that's the word that they use for it. It's murder. Uh But I mean, it's a four hour long like meat butcher type video. It's just very strange. And the other aspect is that I don't know. I mean, it's this causes so much controversy and it opens up the very big question. I feel like most majority of people are on the same side of, okay, well, this is murder and this should be illegal and he should rot in prison. But what if the victim agrees to be eaten? What if there is a victim who says, listen, I want to die. And the way that I want to die is to get eaten. And that's my biggest fantasy in life. And that's the only way that I would be happy ever leaving this earth is to get eaten alive. I mean, is it really murder? Isn't there a culture out there that when they die, they want to be eaten by their families? Yes. To so, live within them? Yeah. So there are um, a couple places around the world and a couple cultures that really 
enjoy cannibalism in a spiritual aspect, not the actual act of eating someone's flesh. And some of them do it very interestingly. Like they will wait till they're cremated and put the ashes into like a smoothie, like like a Jamba Juice, you know. Um, because it's almost like an insult if you don't eat your dead relatives because then they're just roaming around earth with nowhere to go, no vessel to be in. But if you eat them, their spirits and their souls live with inside of the people that consume them. Yeah, I feel like eating ashes is a little more mental than, you know, but... Really? Yeah. I think eating ashes sounds better than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds, yeah, for sure. Sounds better than like... Okay, you said mental. Yeah, but it's it's more mental. Oh, like not like um okay, not in like that weird like you're crazy, yeah. but like more mental in the sense like mentally you're like okay, I need to do this. Yeah, because you're re- not really like eat. trying to enjoy and savor yeah. the flavor. I get I right, guess what right. you're yeah, I get what you're saying. And so, you know, there's so many aspects of this crime that I just don't freaking understand and I'm kind of on the fence. Like I go back and forth between, "Ooh, is this murder to Ooh, this is just weird. And I feel like there's actually a lot more worse perpetrators than the one in jail right now, which is going to get really strange. And so, I mean, cannibalism is weird. I just, there's no way that we can understand cannibalism, right? I have so many questions about cannibalism. Okay, go ask. I'm a cannibal expert for the day. Are you really? I mean, I might not know the answers, but ask away. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I always read that if you eat human, it can cause a lot of crazy disease. Yeah, so there's this one disease called Kuru. Oh, you really are experts (laughs) now. So it's this one disease called Kuru, and it typically happens when you eat a person's spinal cord or their brains. And it's these, something happens to the cells inside of your brain, which practically just turns it into like a sponge like you start getting holes inside of your own brain because of these proteins inside of the other people's brains and spinal cords and so then the word kuru actually is originated from the term shaking so you'll like start trembling you'll start shaking and most people pass away from it but it's strange too because there is a whole group of people who for the past 200 years have been eating their ancestors for the reasons that I've already said and a lot of them it's kind of like natural selection a lot of them don't have kuru and they biologically don't get it if that makes sense mm. so like if you and I ate someone's brain we'd probably get kuru i mean i don't know the odds of that i'm not going to risk it <laughs> risk <laughs> yeah but also cannibalism is not illegal in most places so like what do you mean? in the u.s it's not illegal but murder is yeah so that's where they get you like cannibalism itself is not something they would charge you for but they'd probably charge you for like necrophilia which is disturbing dead bodies eating them assaulting them and then murder could be one or assault if you were just like they're alive and you're like listen i just want your arm like that's it i just want to eat your arm and you that's okay no, I mean it's illegal. You will get arrested for manslaughter and. But all what those if other they things. volunteered? That's where it gets weird, and that's why we're talking about the case of what just happened in Germany in two thousand and one. I mean, this case sounds like it happened in the freaking sixties because it sounds so freaking crazy, and there's no way that I can just put in my brain that this happened in recent years. Can, can I tell you a scary story before we get started? <laughs> okay, so I just want to preface this podcast by saying that um he is really excited to tell the story. So go ahead. Sorry. I'm not that excited. But, oh, okay. Uh, I just think go. it's appropriate right now. Okay, do it. Go. Um, so there used to be a woman. Um, mm-hmm. she got married, newlywed into mm-hmm. this uh new family. So he moved into 
her husband's house mm -hmm. and uh, he lives with his parents right so uh, it was a very very poor village they don't they barely have any food so one night she woke up in the middle of the night and she noticed the husband's gone so she looked around frantically she started saying oh my god where did he go yeah is he is he cheating on me is he doing some shady that business fucker. what's going on but at the same time she's so hungry right so she got up and she started looking around the house and trying to see you know what's going on where did he go and meanwhile looking for some food and as she looking around she noticed there's lights coming out of her mother-in-law's room so she kind of you know walk up to the room stand she stood outside and listened and there was the mother-in-law and her husband talking in the room whispering and she stood closer and listened and she heard well if we don't kill her now we might starve to death so we have to kill her and eat her now she heard that <laughs> she got so scared she ran out of the house and just went straight home and she went straight home she started crying to her parents like oh my god i can't believe they, they were gonna eat me i can't believe that almost happened and the parents are, oh my god that's okay that's okay go to bed oh my god that's so freaking crazy i'm so glad that you you caught them and you came back so she oh, went no. to the bag and she 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 went to sleep and all of a sudden in the middle of the night she woke up again because she's you know she's just feeling uneasy from from what happened she went outside and noticed her parents rooms light are on no <laughs> she went up to them uh. and she heard them talking well we gotta kill her first <laughs> before somebody else does because we don't have food either oh my god honey anyways that was my joke that was your joke yeah. i no, i like it no what was the one that we really liked that has to do with cannibals oh the, the <laughs> also we're just like casually like well, who was the cannibal that we like <laughs> um, the one where it's like the guy at the bus stop so this is an urban legend slash creepy story of a man sitting at a bus stop and a lot of people thought that he was just like this crazy homeless man who just had a lot of issues uh -huh. and every time someone would pass by he would just yell out things mm -hmm. and it was just very very strange what would he yell out he would yell out things like like freaking chick um banana freaking cheetos imagine just walking by and he's just like watermelon like yeah. i'd be like okay that's very offensive sir like you don't look so hot yourself mm -hmm. and he would yell all of these things a high schooler thought that this was very intriguing just like okay i kind of want to study this guy he seems like a fun person a fun character this there's got to be a fun story along and so he's sitting next to the homeless man and he keeps again yelling out these things like chick banana watermelon yeah and kevin and then Kevin and and the, the the kid was like, "What the heck are you yelling every single day?" So finally, one day he asked the homeless man, "Hey, what are you what are you saying?" Dude looked at him and he say, "I can see exactly what the person ate as their last meal." He fucking ate Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those are just our favorite cannibal stories. Woo! <laughs> Yum. Yeah, can't wait to have a kid and tell them these really great bedtime stories. <laughs> So let's get into Armin. Now, I really don't know how to say his last name. They, I mean, it's it's spelled M-E-I-W-E-S, I believe, but it's pronounced like Marvis or something. I don't know. There's like a V in there. So I'm not even going to attempt. He is German. He has been living in Germany his entire life. And what's kind of ironic is that he was originally born in the city of Essen, which in German translates to eat. So 
We're off mm. to a really great start, Armin. And I mean, I think it's really important to talk about the past. I mean, sometimes I like to go just balls deep straight into the crime. But this one's strange. I have to talk about the past because you don't just wake up 40 something years old and decide to eat another human being. Like there has to have been a lot of things over time that just made you so fascinated and so hungry <laughs> for the forbidden meat and so when he was young at three years old he moved into this huge mega mansion i mean i'm talking 36 rooms this was a huge manor he had a freaking horse like a white pony with a freaking carriage armin was living that life like he was flexing on his haters he was he was loaded and he had two half brothers he was the youngest of three kids and when they all moved everything was amazing like they were building tree houses they were playing you know cops and robbers but there was a lot in his family that was going on his Mm -hmm. mom was in his 40s and his dad was in his 20s so you're talking about a massive massive age gap and it didn't seem like his mom actually wanted a third child it seemed like she actually conceived armin so that her husband wouldn't leave anymore i mean you are talking about a huge age gap and his mom didn't seem to be like the nicest person either because she had armin just to keep her husband around she also treated him like that she didn't treat him like this wonderful beautiful child she just created she just laid around all day and treated armin kind of like a servant she kind of had this weird idea that this huge 36 room mega mansion was just she was the lady of the house and everyone would just work for her and she would just lay there Mm -hmm. and this this was weird um and she would always get into these really intense fights with her husband she would always threaten to kill him after every fight that it just kind of became normal for the household like it wasn't anything strange like mom yelling to kill the husband the dad just didn't Mm -hmm. raise any eyebrows with the kids because they had heard it so many times and so the two older kids his two half brothers when they were teenagers, they were like, listen, I cannot live here anymore. This is a toxic environment. I hate it here. Mm-hmm. And they moved out. And so he was home alone with his mom. Mm-hmm. And this has proved to be very, very bad because his mom just put all of her attention, mm-hmm. typically nev- negative, on to Armin. Mm. And he really just connected with his dad, who seemed to be the less crazy of the two, if that makes sense. Was she abusive? She wasn't abusive per se in terms of physically Mm. and she wasn't as emotionally abusive as I would say like some serial killers parents are, Mm -hmm. but she definitely didn't pay him any attention. She did not treat him like a son. I mean, in this 36 room house, like any kid would be like, I'd be so excited to freaking live there. I would be like just a little princess or a little prince in there. But I mean, she treated him like a servant. So he really Mm -hmm. didn't live a normal life, a normal family life. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, he started connecting very, very heavily with his dad And then when he was around eight years old, he saw his dad. He was playing at his neighbor's house Mm -hmm. and he saw his dad storm out of the mansion, Mm -hmm. get into his car and just drive away angrily. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, he felt like something was wrong. Like his parents had been fighting even more so than, you know, normal. Mm -hmm. And so he tries chasing after the car and he vividly remembers crying and screaming for the dad to come back. Mm -hmm. And his dad never stopped. His dad never looked in the rearview mirror. His dad didn't even glance at him Mm -hmm. and just completely drove away and never came back. He was abandoned. Mm. And this was shattering. For a lot of reasons. I mean, he was only connecting with his dad at that point. He loved his dad. He just felt like his mom was 
overpowering and she wasn't nice and so that was sad for them but also on top of that his dad had drained all of their bank accounts when he left and so they were left in financial ruins mm. they didn't really ever lose the house or anything like that but there there just was a lot of stress involved and so his mom instead of finding another man or instead of going to work or instead of doing all of these things she said listen i want to create a fantasy world and so she would spend all day making them dress up at like the medieval times it was strange and like she would be the lady of the manor and he would you know drag her around on a horse carriage that they the did somewhat yeah <laughs> so like she really just wanted to escape i think uh. and so he did all of the household things like laundry the dishes cooking he did everything and he was bullied by his mom and she had complete control over him i mean she was a very controlling lady and during all of this time his one mental escape his one thought that he really wanted was man, I really want a little brother. Like, I really want a best friend. And mm. she would even ask, he would even ask his mom, like, why can't you just get remarried and just give me a little brother? And she huh. just was so afraid of repeating heartbreak that she was like, no, I'm absolutely never doing that ever again. Mm -hmm. And so he would just fantasize about having a little brother. And he spent a lot of his free time reading. So there was this one book in particular that he became obsessed with, which is called Robinson's Crusoe. And I mean, it's a long book, but just to put it very, very short, there's this one crucial part where there's this man who's about to get sick. He's, he's about to get eaten by cannibals, right? And the main character saves him from the cannibals okay and they become best friends completely inseparable just like the best of the best right and for some reason this translated in his head like he just was longing for a best friend he wants a best friend yeah he was just what lonely cannibalism have anything to do with best friend that i mean that book just had a lot of influence and oh. so i guess it was like the first book that he had read about friendships and so mm. he just kind of always tied the two together like you can't Got have it. a best friend without some sort of cannibalism involved <laughs> like whether you save them from the cannibals or you are the cannibal you know it's okay. just like a distinct tie right okay. and so at that point when he was at the age of 10 all at the age of 10 he was fantasizing about killing and eating people including all of his classmates and it was just really difficult for him he would spend hours going to the local like meat shops and he would just watch butchers cutting meat like that was just something that gave him so much happiness uh, yeah <laughs> it was just very strange and the wow. crazy thing is like slowly his vision of having that little brother like these imaginary friends he always wanted more he felt like it wasn't enough I mean, I kind of understand this feeling in the sense like I never really had best friends growing up. And so I always wanted that one ride or die bits, that, that bad bits who was just going to stick with me no matter what, through thick and through thin, you know? Sure. <laughs> and he just felt like it wasn't enough because they'll always leave. Like his best friends will always leave. He won't have the same friends all the time. And he wanted more. He wanted them to literally be a part of him. And in order to do that, his brain felt like he has to eat them. Like, that's the only way. Uh, like, they'll leave. He just wants someone just to be so spiritually inside of him, literally, by consuming their flesh. Nothing made sense other than consuming their flesh. So, all the cannibalism that, you know, you ever talked about in, in your crime cases, mm -hmm. are they all for different reasons? Yeah, I mean, I would say that most of them are 
for like weird reasons like this. I mean, mm. but then you do have a big group of weird people that are like, I just want to eat people. I think it'll be fun. Like eat them like groceries. <laughs> That's a different type of. Yeah, eating, but you get it. <laughs> huh. so yeah, I wonder what it is. Do you, do you think they just freaking like the taste of it or, you know, they freaking. I think it's like just the crazy mental? forbiddenness of it. Mm. I think there is, I mean, there's just something, it's weird. I would say I'm pretty normal. <laughs> like, I don't think I have any serial killer tendencies. I don't think I have any of these, like, desires to do anything out of the normal. I'm actually a very, very strictly law-abiding citizen. Like, I'm very paranoid of, like, breaking laws. Says every serial killer. No! <laughs> I'm innocent. No! Like, I mean, I would say, like, the most ballsy thing that I do that's illegal is probably... I don't know. Confess right now. Like rolling stops. Like I I have a hard time doing a full four second stop at a stop sign. That is like something that is very, very bad. I'm like, I'm so innocent. (laughs) No, but really, I like try to follow the law because I'm so scared of prison. Listen, prison is not meant for someone like me. I will get my ass whooped in prison. And yeah, I think even me, I have this very weird curiosity, not of how humans will taste, but after reading all of these crimes, I'm kind of like, I wonder what the smell of decaying body is. Because yeah. everyone describes it as such a distinct odor that you can't forget. Like, you know immediately once you smell it, that's not anything but decaying human. I would, like have this genuine curiosity. I'm like, yeah. I want to smell it. Like at least once in is my life. Is there anybody who described it? They said they can't even describe it in words. And that makes me more freaking curious. I'm like, you little tease. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, maybe it's like that, but they are kind of twisted enough to be like, no, I'm going to do it. Make sure it happens, right? And yeah, he just felt like he needed to eat them so that they could be connected and that that person could be a part of him. What about, what about, believe. what about like, I don't know. It t- it sounds really bad, but like the taste of the forbidden meat. Did anybody describe that? Yes, he will later describe it, which I'll get into because I mean he has this whole speech that he gave about his first bite. <laughs> oh we'll get into God. that. And so even with crushes, like everyone has school crushes, and he felt just compelled to eat them. Like he just didn't want to date them. He didn't want to just sleep with them and have sexual relations with them. I mean, he genuinely was like, "Listen, I need to eat this person so that we'll always be together." How is he so fucked up so young? Yeah. And the weirdest part of all of this is that I mean, he was a very respectful dude to a certain extent. I mean, you're still talking about someone who murdered someone, slaughtered them, and then put them in his freezer. But he was overall a pretty respectful dude. He said, my fantasy is my fantasy, but I also, it is part of my fantasy that the person, whoever it is that I'm eating them, they want to be eaten. And that is the only way to have this connection and attachment. Mm -hmm. It's strange because with most people in this situation, they'd be so over-consumed, that's the wrong word to use in this case, but so consumed by their fetish that they'd be like, listen, I don't care if I have to kidnap someone to do it. But his thing was, if they're not willing, then it's just eating meat. It's not a connection. It's not an attachment that will form. Mm. And, you know, I went on Reddit and I saw someone comparing this to something really sick and gross, gross but I feel the need to talk about it. They said that Armin is kind of like, um, (laughs) this is so messed up. I don't even know if I could say it. They said Armin is kind of like in Japan where they have the Wagyu, the cows that they sing to. 
because the whole idea is it is that the cows shouldn't die when they're feeling stressed and when they have all this negative emotion because oh the people God. then eat that meat will get all of those like if you just go to the grocery store and you just eat regular like beef you're gonna get all the negative emotions that the cow felt throughout its entire life plus all like the stress cortisones or whatever they call it um and so i don't know if that's appropriate i know i know but they were like on reddit they were saying like i think this is why because it's just strange like no one can really understand because when you talk about most people who have such sick and twisted fantasies you're also talking about people who really don't give a shit about consent and so it's odd that armin was so just nitpicky on consent which should be the case but because he's so freaking sick and twisted you just don't expect it you just yeah. don't. And so I guess, you know, some people felt compelled to compare it to that. Maybe that's where he, his thought process was. Because as a regular human, it's very hard for us to understand even just his fantasy, right? Okay. And so at 19 years old, he was unable to eat any human flesh, thankfully. And he decided, you know what? This is consuming my life. I can't do this anymore. I can't go to school and every single person I look at, I want to eat them. Like it's, it's not healthy. I need to join the army. And so he decided to join the West German army for 12 years and he turned it into a whole career. And this kind of became a way for him to control these dark fantasies that he had just kept suppressing and suppressing and suppressing. And at one point he felt even comfortable enough to engage in a long-term relationship that he went to kind of like this, this marriage console where they would give him recommendations of other women that he should try dating, like kind of like a matchmaker. And so they matched him with a woman by the name of Petra. And it's strange because during all of this time, he would constantly ask friends as he was dating Petra, do you think I'm gay? And all of his friends would tell him like, you know, that's something only you know, Armin. And it seemed like everyone kind of knew before Armin was ready to admit it. And so for a lot of those reasons and his cannibalistic urges, his relationship with Petra ended up not working out. And that kind of just made him spiral completely. And so at this point, I mean, his army career fails. He starts turning to alcohol. He crashed his Mercedes. I mean, there was just a lot that happened. And then he was officially like, okay, you know what? This is what I've been avoiding majority of my life. But I think I need to do it. It needs to be done. I need to go back home and I need to go back live with my mom. And this wasn't something that he wanted to do, but he just didn't really have a choice. And so he goes back home and he starts taking care of his elderly mother. And he said this was absolutely miserable. I mean, she was not grateful. She was not happy to have her little baby back home. Every five minutes, she would yell because she wanted something. I mean, she drove him crazy. And so he decided, okay, well, I can't really go to work because she needs me constantly, like every Mm -hmm. five minutes, I need to become a computer technician. So he started a new career path and he was pretty successful. He got a job working for a bank remotely so he could work from home. Mm -hmm. And he was doing all of this while he was caring for his mom. Now on his off time, I mean, he's in his thirties at this point on his Mm -hmm. off time at night when his mom would fall asleep, he would start doing some very questionable things. I mean, he was a crafty little motherfucker. So he decided to join the World Wide Web, the Internet. This was created in like 1990s, in the 90s, right? Okay. And he started going online all the time. And he was obsessed with it. And he would do things like 
just kind of really go into his fantasies. He found multiple different forums of people that were filled with the urge of cannibalism. There's such thing in 1990s? Yeah, there was one in particular called Cannibal Cafe. And I know what you're thinking. Ooh, like you got to download some tour. It's some dark web shit. No, it was like (laughs) cannibalcafe.com. Like it was not or like .net or whatever. It was not a dark web thing. I mean, now I think all of these forums and websites are probably only on the dark web. But well, yeah. yeah, but yeah, at the time it wasn't, especially because the internet was so new. There wasn't a lot of, you know, internet police. There's not a lot of surveillance and policing over what is done on the internet. This was just so fresh. And so he would go onto these websites at night and he would just scroll and scroll and scroll. And he just really wanted to be a part of the community that he would do these weird things. Like he would go and buy meat from the local butcher. I'm talking just beef or pork more exactly. He would buy pork and he would sculpt it to look like it was human meat. He would look up pictures of human meat and then he would sculpt this pork to look like a replica of human meat. He would take photos of it. He would post it onto these forums and he would brag about how he consumed this human flesh. And now normally you would think, oh, Bits is canceled. Career over, Armin. We're going to contact your boss. You're going to get fired from the bank. Mm-hmm. You little Twitter is going to be blowing up. <laughs> no, he was very idolized. <laughs> like people in that forum just thought that he was mm. this hero to them. Like, oh, my God, all of us are losers. We're sitting here thinking about eating people. But you're doing it, Armin. Like, wow. Yeah, I think that's probably where it triggered it. Yeah. And so, you know, three years after all of this was happening, he woke up one morning and he went into his mom's room with breakfast like he does every single morning. And he found that his mom had passed in her sleep. And for a lot of people, this would be completely heartbreaking. But for Armin, it was just kind of like a freedom. Like, oof, I can do whatever I want to do now. I'm I'm no longer under the control of this domineering woman. Like, I am free to just live out my sickest, darkest fantasies. And he was so freaking excited. He had the entire house to himself. He even turned one of the bedrooms into what he called the slaughter room. I mean, I'm talking about there was a hook hanging from the ceiling because you know how when you slaughter cows you hang them from the ceiling to let the blood drain and stuff and so he had put a hook on the ceiling i mean this it was just sick and twisted and originally this room was meant for him to take photos he wanted to just replicate the idea of human flesh so he would make these like paper machés he would get a mannequin and paint them the color of humans and just like put hair on them and pretend to cut them open, take pictures of that and post it, acting as if these were real people. Wow. And then would repeat the cycle of praise that he would get. And mind you, a lot of these websites, I mean... As sick as it sounds, most of these people were into role play. None of these people genuinely wanted to be eaten. None of these people genuinely wanted to lose a leg to a cannibal. None of these people wanted to die from blood loss because someone was eating them. I mean, this was very, very strange, but all just very a sexual fantasy for most people. And he didn't really like that. That was sexual? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so a lot of people get off on it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so for Armin, it is sexual. It's also emotional. It's also mental. Um, For a lot of people who want to get eaten, it's kind of sexual. So it's kind of like I would say maybe like the peak of masochism. You know, those people who genuinely 
want to feel hurt and pain to get off. It's like a very small population,、mm. but it's it's not like super rare, such as cannibalism.、Mm, I see. But it exists. I mean, Fifty Shades of Grey, three hundred sixty-five days. <laughs> Let's pop in Netflix. <laughs> and so, at this point, he started going to meet people. They would meet in hotel rooms, and he said that there was this one person that just kind of stood out to him a lot. Which they would meet in this hotel room, and they said, "Hey, I want you to get a piece of paper and write down all the body parts, like you would do, like a pig. You know, like those drawings of a pig that's about to get slaughtered, and it says like this part's bacon, and they like cut up the pig into like, you know what I'm talking about. You've seen them on like butcher websites, and they're like, you're eating this part of the pig. They said, hey, write down all of the human body parts, but kind of like make it sound like a like a butcher shop. And he would stand there, butt naked, in the hotel room, and forced." Armin, well, nicely asked Armin to pin those pieces of paper to those corresponding body parts with needles. I'm so sorry. Who is this? Just a random guy that he met on Cannibal Cafe. So they met up and to do this activity yeah, together. Yeah, and it just. I mean, Armin said that this was so exciting for Armin, but also really turned that dude on. The pain of getting、yeah. pinned. And then, but all, it wasn't just the pain. It was like. Like I'm just a lump of flesh, type of vibe. Like he was getting off on getting pinned like an animal with his animal parts. Okay, got it. You、okay. know, and <laughs> it was just very strange. <laughs> and so he's meeting all of these people, doing all of this kinky shit, which honestly is, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like I'm genuinely very, very open to kinkiness and people having their own. Strong,、uh, albeit very, very, very weird sexual preferences, but this one is um beyond my realm of comprehension. Like I understand it, but I don't comprehend it in the sense like I could see it, you know. Yeah. And so at this point, he decided, you know, enough is enough. Like. This is kinky, but it's just not hitting the spot. Like, yes, I love pretending to be a meat butcher and pressing all of these needles into the human flesh with all of the corresponding labels, but I need to eat flesh. I'm hungry. I'm in hungry. <laughs> and so he decided to post on the Cannibal Cafe, which really interesting <laughs> name.、Um, and this was his post verbatim. I'm in search for a young boy between 18 and 30 years old. If you have a normal built body and you are willing to die, then come to me. I'm butchering you, and I will eat your horny flesh. <laughs> yeah. So again, this is another reason that why redditors feel like, oh, like maybe this is why he was so keen on having a willing participant, because people wonder if this wasn't, if the willingness, if the desire for his victim to want this to happen to them, if this wasn't involved in his fantasy, would he just be a serial murderer? Like, would he just be a serial killer who just eats flesh all day? So that's why people are saying, like, even the words like "horny flesh," like this kind of makes it seem like maybe Armin was a believer in the sense that whatever the victim was feeling in their last moments of life was going to be transferred into the meat, and because he was so keen on that, that meat with this flesh would become a part of Armin. He needed it to be a positive experience for both parties.、Mm. I see. So, like the cow thing was not just to be disrespectful. It, I mean, it's it is very a weird comparison. 
to say. Yeah. But at this point, he gets a man to say, okay, let's do it. Like, you know, there was a lot of people who were responding to his ad and saying like, ooh, yes, eat me, zaddy. Like, all of these things. Like, ooh, I can't wait to be eaten. Like, take my horny flesh. Like, dead ass. These were the things that people were saying. Yeah. And at the end of it, before they were able to arrange a date, a time, a place, all of these things, they would just back out. They would just dip. They'd ghost him. Yeah. Until one man. Now, this man emailed him and he said, let's do it. I'm down. Mm-hmm. And well, I don't know if those were the exact words. And so he's like, okay, this is what I want to do. I am very into this. I want to be eaten. I'm so excited. I can't wait for you to taste my horny flesh. Mm-hmm. His words, not mine. And so he said, okay, why don't you come over to my mansion and we'll do everything then. So this man makes his way to Rottenberg, Germany which is like this tiny little town in Germany that Mm -hmm. really was never on the map until this case. And now it's like an international spot. And he said, okay, come over. So he comes over. (laughs) Sorry, word Uh usage. And he lays down on the table, butt naked. And Armin starts pacing around him and tells him everything he's going to do to him. I mean, it was intense. Like the way that Armin wants to do it is. Is this the part he recorded it? No. Oh. And so um, he's like, yeah, so this is everything that I'm going to do to you. And he's listing all of these things one by one. He's talking about which parts of the flesh that he himself is so excited to consume. And then at the last minute, the guy was like, okay, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, you know what? I kind of changed my mind. I don't think I can do it anymore. I know. I know. Like, I should just keep my word. And it's like really not cool to like change up the plans last minute. But like, I got to go. <laughs> and it was crazy because Armin let him go. Armin was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. And so that's why people are like, I mean, this is crazy. You're talking about someone so sick and twisted and he's a very intelligent dude. You're not talking about someone who's a complete idiota. This could have gone south really quick. This could have been, he could have been a mm-hmm. serial killer in Germany that loves eating people. But he was like, yeah, no, if you're not down for it anymore, like that's okay. Mm. And he let him go. No hard feelings, no pressuring. There was no like, please, like, just think about it or like, oh, come on, like just one finger. Like there wasn't any of that. Like it was just like, now I get it. Okay. And so he lets him go. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then he starts working on more on his mannequins and his paper machés and creating more fake bodies. And it looks like they, that he killed them. And he was just getting more and more praise from the internet, which have you ever had those days where you just have so much saliva in your mouth and really it's not about the case, but you start questioning your own self? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I have a lot of saliva in my mouth today. And so at this point, he goes on to post on even more cannibal cafes. Like, I mean, he posted one in German. He posted one in English. He's just nonstop posting under the alias of Frankie at one point. And finally, he kind of sees one ad that just piqued his interest. This wasn't the one. This was not a response to his own ad, but someone had posted in March of 2001. Mm -hmm. And they posted the the subject was dinner or your dinner. And the content was pretty much just, I'm offering you a chance to eat me alive. And it was written by, I mean, I don't know how to pronounce his first name. It's B-E-R-N-D, Burned. I don't know. But his last name is Brandis. So I'm just going to refer to him as Brandis, okay? 
And Brandis just had this overwhelming fantasy to be eaten. He was a very successful engineer in Berlin. He was 43 years old. And he just couldn't live with this this want that he had. He just needed it to be done. And so he posted this ad. And a lot of people are responding. But he was having the same issues as Armin. You know, there was a lot of cannibals who'd be like, listen, I want to eat your horny meat. Come here. But then at the last minute, they would back out. And he was getting frustrated until it was a match made in hell. Because Armin responded to Brandis. <laughs> I mean, Armin found the ideal victim and Brandis had the ideal fantasy I guess for Armin I mean it was just all very strange they started in very deep conversations about what each person wanted what they wanted to get out of it it was very weird because it was very much an arrangement but it it seemed like they were both very respectful of each other's needs Mm -hmm. and Brandis would constantly say, listen, this is going to be the biggest high of my life. Like the ultimate bliss I could ever, ever have in my life is to be eaten alive. Oh, my God. He wanted to be alive while he saw someone eat parts of his body. He didn't want to die. Like he didn't want to just get murdered like a bullet to the head, just the most painless death possible and then be consumed. He wanted to actively be consumed while he was in the process of dying. He wanted to feel a pain that was so severe, that was so intense that it would kill him. He was in it for pain. He was in it for sexual fulfillment. And the filming part was very interesting. So prior to even meeting for the first time, you know, Armin was like, I kind of want to film the the entire experience. He never mentions this, but I have a feeling it's because he probably wanted to post some of it, which he later does do. He posts pictures of all of this onto cannibal websites later on. Yeah, and became like a hero to cannibals. (laughs) Um, But I think a lot of it was also due to the fact that he said that he doesn't know when he'll get his next fix. And so he wanted to just relive the slaughtering over and over and over again, because that's something that he gets off on. And Brandis was actually on the same part that he was like, you know, I kind of want some parts to be filmed too, like specifically what I'm about to tell you next, because I want to see it before I die. I want to watch it over again. Like I want to experience it, but I also want to watch it before I die. So is he going to die? Yeah. So the end game, like both of them knew that he was going to die. At one setting. Yeah. And he said he's fine with it. And that's what he wants. And that is his ultimate bliss and his biggest high. And to give you a little bit about Brandis's past, because I feel like it's so intriguing. You know, I almost feel like most news networks, most documentaries, most people focused really heavily on Armin because he is at the center of it. He is alive. He did give interviews in prison. <laughs> yeah, that were really intense. But I think it's kind of, I don't know, the psychology of Brandis to me seems more yes to me too seems more dark yeah hell yeah it's more dark yeah i think it's always a little more dark to be to want to be the person that gets killed (laughs) say that like that's a common thing and okay so this is a little bit about his past i tried searching more there's really not a lot don't know if it has anything to do with the fact that i'm searching in english and this did take place in germany or just Maybe he was a more private person, it seems like, too, on top of all of that. His mom committed suicide at five years old. Mm. And again, something I read on Reddit was that this is this is 
the weird thing. It's almost shitty for both genders because it's shitty for girls because people always say like, oh, this girl has daddy issues, right? But because it's more well-known, it's a little bit more accessible for girls to get help if they have so-called daddy issues. But it does seem like a large population of males suffer from mommy issues per se, if I could put that, you know, lingo onto it. And so both of these men, they just didn't really have a mother figure. Mm. And it kind of really did fuck with them a lot. Yeah. And the worst part is that his father refused to talk about it. So they both kind of had issues with their father as well. The more, see, the more I listen to all these crimes, these cases, the more I realize how much of an impact the parents have on these kids when they're young. And there's always something. Yeah. And like the more I read this, like the more I'm scared to have kids because yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I hope to be a good mom, but I don't freaking know what my small little decision could do to my child. Yeah. It's just so scary. And so at this point, his mom commits suicide and his dad refuses to talk about it. Like he barely acknowledges that it happened. And when you go through something so traumatic and you're five years old and you don't have resources and you don't have a solid support group, I mean, you're probably looking at the other parent like, hey, talk to me like, hey, let's talk about it. Like, I am not going to recover from this trauma ever unless we talk about it. But his dad just did not want to. And so later on, he gets married. Um, But they ended up getting divorced because majority of the time he knew and his wife kind of knew that he was gay and it just wasn't going to work. And so his wife was like, "Okay, you know what? You need to live your life like we can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And so they got a divorce. He told his father that he was gay. He was a homosexual and his dad completely cut him out of his life. Wow. He just said, okay, then I don't know you. And their relationship ended. And that again was just another layer of trauma. Yeah. And one of his ex-boyfriends was interviewed. So, I mean, already I feel like I don't, want to be like a psychologist because i'm really not but i feel like even for my idiota brain my basic bits brain i can kind of see like okay so they have an absent father they have heavy mommy issues they also really don't feel accepted just being who they are and keep trying to suppress that and so these are super just so similar for both of these men and so his ex was interviewed for a documentary and his ex was talking about you know i did think he was weird i did the i did think brand this was weird i thought he was so sweet so successful i mean he was this amazing engineer well respected but there was just a couple things just a couple things that were a little too intense for me and they're like okay what are you talking about he said well he wanted pain and you know it's not it's not so weird it's not the weirdest thing i've heard but it gets weirder because painting no, he wanted pain. Oh, pain. He, he said he wanted a painting. <laughs> 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 and he said I sp- he specifically wanted it on his breast and his genitals. And that's oh. it. Like, that was his spot. And then it escalated. You know, the more they would do it, Brandis would ask his ex-boyfriend and beg his ex-boyfriend to bite his penis off. Like, to his own penis like he would tell the ex-boyfriend can you please bite my penis off like not vice versa he wanted his own penis bitten off of his body severed castrated like not just like bite it a little bit like give me a little teeth action just like bite it off oh my 
God. Like, take it off. And that was a lot. And the ex-boyfriend was like, um, no. <laughs> I mean, like, it's one thing to be like, ooh, spank me. And then it's like, like, ooh, kinky. But then it's another thing to be like, hey, so bite my entire penis off, like, with your teeth. Do it right now. I don't think mentally most people could do it. Like, I, it I kind don't of... I think anybody could do it. Yeah, like, Come it kind on. of feels like the, the whole concept of technically they say that, like, your finger is the strength of a carrot. And a human could bite your finger off like the carrot. But yeah. you just can't mentally. Yeah, no. And so I feel like it's kind of like that. And so his ex was like, um, no, I can't. And I also feel like maybe you'll regret it, but also what? And he was like, listen, I will give you $10,000 to bite my penis off. And his ex-boyfriend was like, um, no. And he was like, okay, fine. I'll give you $10,000 and all of my computer equipment. And his ex-boyfriend is <laughs> what? like, um, what? And he's like, okay, I'll throw in my car. And he's like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? So you want me to bite your penis off. You will pay me $10,000. Give me all of your computer equipment that was, I mean, he's an engineer. He had thousands and thousands of dollars of computer equipment. You're not talking just like a old, old laptop. And he's like, and you'll give me your car. So he can, he, he get off on getting bitten off. Yeah. He really... He can still get off. Okay, that's a different type of getting off. Yeah, like it's more mental for sure. Like not like a physical oof. Yeah. That was nice. And so he just really loved the idea. And his ex was like, I can't do it. Brandis, you're a really nice guy. I really, really like you. This was fun, but I'm going to yeet my body out of here because I don't know how to handle this. This is too intense for me. Yeah. And he left. And... That is kind of when Brandis started reaching out to more people. You know, nobody else would do it. He started posting on like Cannibal Cafe and he met Armin. So another weird request that he gave to Armin. He kind of, you know, told Armin all of these things. He said, listen, the first thing I want you to do to me is to bite my penis off. Like that is unless you can do that, I don't want to be eaten by you. Like if you can't do it, I'm not into it. Is he not going to pass out? Yeah, I mean, he does. It's really strange. And so then he's like, but also another weird request that I have is that when I die, Mm -hmm. I want you to use my skull as an ashtray. I mean, I, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, I get it, but I don't. I think I get it in the sense that like there are a population. I thought you were going to say, oh, yeah, I get it. Recycling, I get it. No, (laughs) in the sense like, I think it's kind of like BDSM where, I mean, I saw something on TikTok. This has nothing to do with TikTok, but it went viral because there's a girl who was on all fours. Like she was on her hands and knees in a mall, in a public mall. And she had Uh a collar with a leash attached and a man was dragging her around and he would say bark and she would bark and then she would say I'm thirsty. And then he would put a bowl of water on the ground and she would drink it like a dog like not like a soup bowl but like with her tongue someone else recorded this or they they did and they posted on to tiktok yeah and then people were duetting it and i saw the duet of it of people being like what the fork am i seeing on my tiktok right now and then i was like what and then i looked into it and she like gets off on being a dog 
and she'll like eat dog treats and so maybe it's like the concept of like you really want to be treated as not really a human i guess Mm. because like the skull being used as an ashtray i think this was a lot more interesting to me than the penis getting bitten off because like the penis getting bitten off maybe i'm like okay maybe there's like a physical sensation he's looking for but for this one it's very like like you just why would you like your brain that's your skull i would never want my skull used as an ashtray i would want my like i would not rest in peace if someone was using my goddamn skull as an ashtray for me right yeah that's weird yeah and so maybe it has something to do with that i'm not entirely sure and so at this point you know armin was interviewed and he said he didn't love the idea he didn't love the idea of biting a penis off he also really didn't love the idea of using a skull as an ashtray but he also at the same time didn't want to deny any request from brandis because he felt like it would be disrespectful meanwhile he's like i'm gonna butcher you and eat you but he's like but that respectfully respect respectfully sir (laughs) not funny sorry i'm a nervous laugher (laughs) and so he says okay i'm gonna do all of those things and they said okay fine then let's meet on march 9th of 2001 now this is where it gets really weird for me i mean i know the day after the international women's day oh my god you know international women's day and i don't i'm ashamed of myself (laughs) it's a huge holiday in china really (laughs) yeah international women's day yeah Oh my god yeah 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 <laughs> and so at this point like i feel like i said some weird ass shit but this is probably the weirdest part for me they decided to meet at 11 a.m i mean for for some reason after knowing all of this after hearing all of this i'm like okay they're gonna do it at like three in the morning it's gonna be real nasty it's gonna be real dark in the middle of the night while all the neighbors are asleep when weird shit happens three mm-hmm. they're like so 11 a.m And they're like, okay, good. And so they meet at 11 a.m. at a train station. So he had taken the train from Berlin to Rottenburg. And he picked him up at the train station. Armin picked Brandis up from the train station, drove him back to his manor. And Brandis immediately went into the dining room. And he had just completely stripped naked. Now, what's interesting is the dining room is literally at the front of the house and all of the blinds were open and he just got naked. Like, he just did not care. Can't wait. Yeah, he, like, can't wait. And so at this point, he takes him to the slaughter room where they have a video camera set up. I mean, both of them had already consented to this. Again, consent is really king in this story, which I don't understand. I mean, I understand consent should be king, but I just don't understand in this context. It's kind of weird. And Mm. so I just don't understand how someone could give consent for something like this. I think consent is what makes them get off on this in this case. Mm. That's even weirder. Yeah, that's even weird. Yeah, it's just so weird. Yeah. And so they go into the slaughter room, which is upstairs, and they really wanted to eat the penis together. I mean, this was mainly Brandis. He said, I need you to bite my penis off, but I also want to eat it with you. Oh, my <laughs> And so God. they start doing it. They have just, you know, your vanilla traditional sex, you know, just very vanilla. And that was it. And then Brandis was like, listen, Armin, I don't think you can do this. I don't think you have it in you. I don't think you have it in you to bite my penis off. I don't think so. I think you're a weak bitch. I don't think you can do it. You're too feeble. I don't think that you can give me the type of pain that I need to get off. Because I just had sex with you and it was fucking vanilla, bro. Like, I don't think you can do it. 
And so he's like, oh, yeah, bet. And so he tried to bite his penis off and it didn't work. I mean, I just can't imagine it actually working in a real life setting, not like a movie, weird Game of Thrones setting. And so he tried to bite the penis off. Didn't is, that, work. is that what happened in Game of Thrones? I think he just cut it off, but he did eat it and fed it to him. <laughs> yeah, it's very odd. And so he's like, okay, well, you can't even bite my penis off, you little weak bits. I'm going to go back to Berlin. And so he's like, okay, let me drive you to the train station. Again, consent is king. Very strange. And so as they're driving back to the train station, for some reason, Brandis kind of changes his mind. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you know what? Take me back to your house. I want to do it. So he's like, are you sure? Do what? Do it. I want to do it. I want you to just rip it off. I want you to cut it off. Whatever. I don't care. And so he's like, okay. And so they drive back to his house. And on the way, they picked up 20 sleeping pills and they picked up some like beer and stuff and they get back home and they're just kind of hanging out. He takes the sleeping pills and, uh, you know, Armin for Armin, he thought, oh, well, he's taking the sleeping pills so that he won't feel as much pain. Uh-huh. Right. And for Brandis, it kind of maybe felt like, oh, this is going to be a very blissful way to die. Like, ooh, I'm like high on drugs, but like also like oof, penis getting bit off. Right. And so at around 6.30 p.m., Brandis approached Armin. And again, everything that I'm going to say from this point forward was on videotapes. And I do believe most of the things that Armin said because he has been very truthful about everything. He has never tried to deny it, really. He has never tried to conceal the crime. I mean, it's weird. And so at 6.30 p.m., he went to Armin and said, he said, I can't stand it anymore. Like, just take it off. Cut my penis off. And so Armin's like, okay. So he switches on the camera and this is technically attempt number two, right? Mm -hmm. And it didn't work because the knife was too dull. Imagine the pain of attempting it and then being like, hey, this knife is not sharp enough. Like that is an immense amount of pain. And so he's like, okay, hold on right there. Like his penis was on a table, like he was standing and the penis was on the table no so way. that they could cut it. And they said, okay, the knife is too dull. I have to go get another one. Like stand here, Brandis. Like, let me go grab another knife. And so freaking Armin goes and gets another knife. <laughs> and he cuts off the penis. He severs the penis from Brandis's body. And he said for the next 20 to 30 seconds will be the most God awful scream that he has ever heard in his life. He said it was just loud. It was intense. It was like shrieking. It was like any other. It was Whoa. it was crazy. And then, you know. That was on tape? Yeah. And then it stopped. And then Brandis stopped screaming after 20 to 30 seconds. Did he pass out? And then he said, well, I only see black. Like, I don't see anything. Like, I just, I'm, like, he was losing consciousness at that point. And his blood was splurting out of his body, similar to that of, like, um, like uh, the Vegas fountain or, like, the oh. Grove, like, the water fountains. Oh, the Bellagio. I'm like, why is that the part of the story that I'm, like, caught up on? Yeah, the blood was, like, spurting out of his body, like the Bellagio fountains in Vegas. Like, it was a lot. I'm, like, getting a little, like... I mean, out of breath because of like i don't i don't even have a penis and i'm like oh i feel it for some reason like my body's all crunching up i'm i'm, I'm kind of assumed that's what will happen so are they not like taking any medical um, care not really <laughs> and then the 
worst part, this is the worst part, is that Brandis is kind of astonished. He's fucking shook after his penis gets cut off. Not for the reason that you're thinking. The minute that I read that, I was like, oh my God, he's astonished because he's, he regrets it. He's like, fuck, put that back on me. Like, I want my penis back. But no, he's astonished because he's like, what the fuck? It doesn't hurt anymore. And he was getting really upset by that. He was like, why don't I feel the pain? And he was getting so angry. He was like, I'm supposed to feel more pain than this, no? Like, why am I not feeling the pain? And he was getting frustrated. Because he gets off on the pain. Yeah, and so a lot of people say it probably had to do with the 20 sleeping pills that he took, you know? Maybe it wasn't the best idea. And so at this point, you know, he's like, go, go cook my penis. I want to eat it. Yeah. And so Brandis is like, go cut, go cook my penis. Armin's like, are you sure you're going to be okay? Like, it's going to take me a minute. You know, I've never really cooked a penis before. So I know my fiance is like cringing. He's like squirming over there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how I felt about Junko's case last uh, last week. But I guess it's because I don't have a penis. So I don't really relate as much of the like the actual pain aspect. And so he's like, yeah, go, go cook it. So Armin, penis in hand runs down the stairs to his kitchen. I can't believe this is a real story, honestly. And so penis in hand, he runs down to the kitchen and he decides to wash the penis because, you know, sanitation is important. And then he blanches it, which is kind of like throwing it in hot water very, very quickly, but not like fully cooking it. So it's not boiled. And so he takes it out of the water. He gets some salt, he gets some pepper, and he gets some garlic powder because he really likes the taste of garlic. And he decides to put some oil into a frying pan and fries it. He fried his penis. You're speechless. He's just looking at me speechless. <laughs> yeah. And so he... For some reason, I imagine a cheese corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I gotta go. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sorry. And but on that note... I gotta pee. I'll be right back. Oh. <laughs> like, do you really have to close your eyes and try to be zen? Okay, and so he seasons it with all of the seasoning, salt, pepper, garlic powder, fries it with some oil. I mean, he's really treating this like it's MasterChef 2020. Like, he's really going in on this penis. And he fries it for a short amount of time. And for some reason, it seems like maybe either the meat was too fresh the penis which you know it's crazy because i went on to reddit and a lot of people there was this whole thread dedicated to debating the method of cooking i mean <laughs> it's kind of strange and so people were like no with something like that it should be boiled or like not seasoned what's wrong with these people some people were like they should use a slow cooker someone was like i mean i think so because this next one someone commented hey they should have used you know how it's called a crock pot is what a slow cooker is called yeah they're like they should have used a cock pot <laughs> i can't okay i'm sorry it's not funny it's not funny it's not funny so they're trolling yeah it's not funny okay <laughs> sorry it's not funny i don't <laughs> and so he cooks it up it's just not working well. The meat's too fresh and it shriveled up like instantly. They said it turned into like a little raisin, okay? And <laughs> so, yeah. Raisin. And no. so he cuts it in half and he brings it up upstairs to Brandis. And um, they were just really disappointed. They tried eating it together. 
and they said it was super chewy, just kind of burnt, not delicious. Brandis at this point was just super disappointed that he couldn't eat his own penis and he couldn't watch Armin eat his penis. So he was upset by that. And Armin, instead of just trashing it, instead of just throwing it into the garbage disposal, whatever you do with leftover foods that are not edible, he decided to give it to his dog. So Armin's dog ate Brandis's penis. And the reason, okay. Yeah, so that's very interesting, right? And this is going to be a very long process. So at this point, that was pretty much it. Like, that that was his dream. He didn't really care about anything else. He wanted his penis amputated. It didn't seem like he wanted other parts of his body amputated. He just wanted to die from the pain of having his penis bit off, right? And so they were just waiting for him to die. Like, he was just going to bleed out slowly. Like, that was the game plan because that's what he wanted. He wanted a painful death. He didn't want a short process. And so at this point around 9 p.m., which is about, well, this happened at 6.30, so do the math. He, Brandis started complaining that he was cold. He's like, listen, I'm getting a little chilly. And also I'm getting blood all over your floor. So do you want to draw me a bath? (laughs) And I'm laughing because I take a lot of baths. So, And so Armin's like, yeah, 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 I'll draw you a bath. So he takes him downstairs to the bathtub, puts him inside and starts putting in some hot water. And he's just in his own blood now according to armin it was strange because in the beginning he was very very happy that he was just laying around in his own blood he was very very happy that the bathtub was just filling with red because he loved the idea of bleeding to his death right and armin would check on him every 15 minutes which i also thought was very strange i mean you're talking about the fact that you're about to eat this human this human wants to be eaten by you and you just kind of like spend time with him while he's bleeding out but regardless he goes to a different room and he would check up on him every 15 minutes and the process was really long like he wouldn't die armin said and so he got a little bit bored so he started reading star trek armin is reading star trek after taking a bite out of brandis's burnt penis and brandis is now actively bleeding out in his bathtub he's like this is a good time for star trek he needs a distraction i'm assuming (laughs) and so he starts reading star trek and then he would you know brandis would call him he'd go and he would just slip in and out of consciousness and then slowly he decided to bring him upstairs so he dragged his body all the way upstairs and he would stand up and then he'd collapse and then he'd stand up and then he'd collapse and this was from an interview from armin's attorney this wasn't exactly armin's words but at the end of the death brandis didn't really seem happy you know it just it wasn't exactly what brandis wanted Brandis thought that he was going to die in ultimate bliss, but in reality, it just was a very lonely death. Yeah. And so because of all of those reasons and because of the fact that he was just in and out of consciousness and also the fact that the process was just taking a very long time, according to Armin, he felt like he should put an end to it. And so in front of the video recorder, in front of the camera, Armin hesitated He prayed, and he didn't know if he should pray to the devil or to God, but he prayed, and he kissed Brandis, and he picked up a knife, and then he put it down because he didn't know what to do, and then he picked it up, and then he didn't know what to do, and then he picked it up, put it down, picked it up, put it down, and he kissed Brandis some more. Brandis is out of conscious? Yeah, but he was still alive. 
and he asked God for forgiveness. And then he picked up the knife one last time and he stabbed him in the throat. Now, this is very interesting. This was actually very pivotal in both of the trials because this wasn't part of his fantasy. He didn't want to do this. His fantasy never included killing someone directly. His fantasy was that they would offer their body up, but he didn't want to do the killing. That's why he was okay with Brandis bleeding to his death. But he wasn't okay with actually putting the knife into his throat and that being the cause of the death. But mm -hmm. it was just taking too long, which is an inconvenience. I say that sarcastically. And so he stabbed him in the throat and he was kind of upset by this. And this is really the only time a lot of people saw emotion inside of Armin. Like when you watch his interviews from prison talking about this entire experience. I mean, the way he talks is literally I'm just going to try to copy it. So we put the penis into the frying pan and I put some salt and pepper and it was a little chewy. But then the part where he does talk about the actual murder itself, it seems like he's he's just a little distraught. I mean, he's nowhere near emotional or like, oh, my God, I fucking can't believe I did that. But it's just a little more emotion than the rest of the story parts. Right. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, he was all prepared. I mean, he's a crafty bitch. He was prepared. He had already gone to all of these websites that teach him how to slaughter and butcher humans. And so he said, OK, I'm ready to do the deed. He had already killed him. He was completely dead brandis had passed at this point and he separated the head from the body he hung him upside down from the ceiling he removed the organs he cut him completely in half i don't even know what kind of tools it takes to do that i mean i have done a plethora of research i wouldn't say i'm an expert but i've done a plethora of research on disposing bodies in true crime of how people get caught because they can't dispose the body and the biggest part is people always have a hard time breaking down the body like bones are not weak okay i just talked about fingers being a carrot but the rest of our bones are not weak and he just split the body in half cut the body in half and the crazy thing is all of this was recorded all of this was on video, every step of the way, hanging, the cutting in half. And he was wearing a butcher's apron like he really treated this like a butching job. Like it was he was like a meat counter person at Whole Foods like this was not normal. So this is the highlight of his life. Yes. Yeah. And so he takes hot water to wash the body and he cuts him up into little pieces and places him in a freezer. Now, this is the one point where he did a little bit of concealing. He did not just put him in the freezer just like willy nilly. He created a false bottom, which is what a lot of people do when they murder people, which means you open the freezer and it looks like the bottom of the freezer. But it's actually not because you open that and there's more underneath. So, okay, so he tried to hide the body? Yeah, so he froze the body, cut the body into a bunch of pieces, put them into like Ziploc bags, and froze the body under the false bottom of his freezer and above Brandis's body parts that were now being frozen was like pork and beef and just like regular Costco shit. Like he mm. had Costco and then he had Brandis in his freezer. And it's very disturbing. And so he decided, okay, for my first first meal very excited he made this whole special occasion out of it he lit candles and he's eating by himself by the way he lit candles all in the dining room 
He grabbed his good dinner plates. He didn't grab the ones that were just cheap and that he uses on a daily. He grabs the ones that were strictly reserved for guests. If you have parents who like dishes and plates, you know that feeling. My mom was obsessed with plates and I was never allowed to use the good dinner plates. And so he grabs the good dinner plates, a good bottle of red wine. He makes something he called princess potatoes, kind of like scalloped potatoes. He gets some Brussels sprouts and he cooks Brandis's meat. What part? His back. And these were his actual words describing it, not mine, because I am not a cannibal. <laughs> but these were his words. The first bite, of course, was very strange. It was a feeling I can't really describe. I had spent over 40 years longing, dreaming about it. And now I was getting the feeling that I was actually achieving this perfect inner connection through his flesh. The flesh tastes like pork, but stronger. But I'm sure most people wouldn't even notice the difference. Okay, you're like frozen. What's wrong? <laughs> I mean, I did read on Reddit. Again, I don't know if these are actual cannibals because, I mean, it. <laughs> why would you post something like that? Like, if you did eat human flesh, the last thing you should do is post about it on Reddit. But a lot of people said that most people will generally compare it to pork more than anything else. So not beef, not chicken, but pork. That's true. Who the hell? Sh how many people should even know about this? Yeah, they said it tastes like pork. And they said it's one of those things where it's strong, kind of has like more of a gamey taste, they said. Like, kind of like lamb, per se. Um, but in the pork version of it, they also said it's strange because maybe that gamey taste comes because you know what you're eating. Mm. But they said that, like, if you were to just put fucking two pork roasts in front of someone and one of them was human and one of them was pork, a lot of people wouldn't notice the difference unless you're talking about, like, Gordon Ramsay, like someone who has an extensive... My stomach is a little uncomfortable. <laughs> taste palette you know mm -hmm. and so that's what he does he puts them in the freezer he said that was his first bite it was a very very special occasion is literally what he calls it and for the next six to eight months he would continue to consume bits of brandis's flesh and so after the actual act right after the actual murder Brandis's boyfriend reported him missing two days later and nothing linked him to Armin like he had wiped everything from his computer. There was nothing that could link him to the Cannibal Cafe, to Armin, to their email correspondence. I mean, there was absolutely nothing. And so during this time, I mean, it looked like Armin was going to get away with it. He mm -hmm. had stored all of his flesh into his freezer and over the next six to eight months, he would consume 44 pounds of Brandis. 44 pounds. I mean, he was eating him willy-nilly. Like, he was no longer eating him as a special occasion, like, ooh, candle at dinner. He was putting him on top of pizzas like pepperoni, and he was eating him for breakfast, like a breakfast sausage. Like, he was just eating him anytime. Like, he literally treated Brandis's body like just Costco refrigerated meat, just bought it in bulk. Now I got to eat it with everything. So at that point, is he eating it still to get off his fetish? Or? You know, it's weird. Yes and no. He, <laughs> plot twist, he becomes a vegetarian. <laughs> I know he's looking at me in shock. I'm not laughing because he becomes a vegetarian or because of this story, but just my fiance's facial expressions right now. I like he really, 
right. I've never seen my fiance so confused and holding his stomach in his own balls like someone's coming for them right now. <laughs> I'm like, bro, chill. No one's coming for you. <laughs> and so for the next couple of months, he's going to consume 44 pounds of his body. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the fact that he started craving more victims, if it wasn't for the fact that he felt like, oof, what if I run out of meat and then it's too late? Like, I don't even want to go a month without this meat. I don't want to go a month without eating humans. What do I do? So he started posting onto more websites about cannibalism. At one point, he uploaded photos of Brandis's dead body. He never uploaded video footage, thank God. But he uploaded photos. Did you see? Um, I saw three photos that were allegedly released by the German police department. It almost looks fake because you don't really expect to see a photo like that. It almost looks like a horror movie. It doesn't look like extremely... What, what did you see? His body hung and cut oh. in half. Cut in half? But like, I don't know if they were recreations. I mean, it was on Reddit. Oh. And I know that the German police was really, really keen on this never getting out because they said like this would destroy humans. Like... It's one of those things where, like, Stephanie Sue's sitting in Los Angeles. It's like, ooh, something happened in Germany. Let me look at it. And then I'd probably need therapy for the rest of my life. Oh, you okay. know? Like, it just would not. So it might be fake. Yeah. And, like, there are so many crime junkies who would be obsessed with, like, looking at things like this. And mm -hmm. it's honestly for our better good that these yeah. things aren't released because I would not be able to hold my curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And so at this point, he's like, I need another fix. Oh, and after he uploaded these photos, again, hero treatment. Nobody's treating him like a n murderer. Nobody's canceling him on Twitter. Nobody's canceling him in his career. He was just being treated like a goddamn hero. And so he continued to search for his next victim. And that is where he will become incredibly reckless. So he posts an ad very similar to his first one. And a young Austrian boy asks him, he emails him and he says, listen, I am from Austria. This is my age. And I really want to be slaughtered. I really want you to eat me. I've got horny meat for you to eat, et cetera, et cetera. And the young boy asks, you know, How, have you eaten someone before? Like, do you have experience slaughtering people? Because if you're a first timer, I don't really want to go to you. And Armin said, trust me, you wouldn't be the first. I, I have experience with this. And the Austrian boy, God bless his soul, at this point, he got really freaked out. He realized, whoa, 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 okay, like, this is no longer role play. This is super real. And this dude slaughtered someone. And he so, was role playing? Yeah, and so he immediately <laughs> contacts the police department. And probably because it was international and it was like a whole thing. And also maybe a lot of the police departments in Austria and Germany was like, really? Like someone was eating someone and the just the jurisdiction of this happened on the internet? Do we even have jurisdiction? For whatever reason, I'm sure there was a lot of loopholes that had to be jumped through. But five months later, it took five months. Uh -huh. Five months later, six police officers show up at Armin's mansion. Wow. This was December 10 of 2002. Again, this story feels like it should have happened in like the 70s, but no, it was like 2002. Wow. And they had a search warrant. They start with the first floor. They hadn't found the slaughter room yet, and they go into the freezer. And I mean, they g generally have an idea of what they're looking for. So obviously, the freezer was a hot spot for them. Mm -hmm. They go, they find the false bottom. 
And they find about 50 pounds of what looked to be questionable meat. Oh 50 pounds. God. And when they asked Armin, this would be the only time that he tries to conceal and lie. Because he told them it was wild pig meat. And ironically enough, one of the officers, I mean, this sounds really sexist, but that's literally what the documentary said. One of the officers looked him straight in the eye and said, it's really not like I'm a housewife. Like I do a lot of cooking, too. That's not <laughs> like you're freaking lying. That's not pig. One of the officers yeah. was a woman. Yeah. And she was like, I do a lot of cooking. I cook for my entire family. That ain't pork. Don't lie. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just, I mean, it was very, very strange. And so they saw skin on it. I mean, they were like, no, we're going to get it tested because we don't believe you. And at this point, Armin was, even before they were like, we're going to get it tested. Oh, it's confirmed. He's like, you're going to go get it tested? Okay. Well, here's what happened. So I met this guy on Cannibal Cafe. He pretty much confessed to everything <laughs> he had told them everything and the only denial the only ever time that he denied it was when he had said it was pig meat like from this point forward through both trials he won't deny it he won't lie about it he won't conceal it he's uh -huh. very open and honest about it his interviews and he told them hey like i also have pictures and videos of it if you want that for evidence what do you think his mentality is? Probably many things. Germany doesn't have a law against cannibalism and it was consensual. Uh. And I think, you know, Armin really doesn't strike me as the guy who like, I mean, I know he wants to get away with it, but doesn't strike me as the guy that will just lie and claw his way out of there. Hmm. And okay. you know, it's weird. It just almost seemed like he was just admitting to like a sexual fetish. Mm. like a little embarrassed but like oh yeah i'm like kind of into it it was weird and so they got his video camera cassette tapes computers three knives an axe and a butcher's apron and all of the meat was confiscated and later that day um during the search warrant that he had called an attorney and this attorney was like hey armin like how can i help you he's like would you represent me if i did something really bad the attorney's like yeah absolutely what would you do he's like would you represent me if i killed someone and he's like Armin, what's going on? Like, yeah, I'll represent you, but what's going on? And he's like, would you represent me if I killed someone and then ate their flesh and I kept them in my freezer? And the attorney was like, I think you need to come to our office. And they um, represented him. What? Yeah. And I mean, this story just fucking exploded because it has, again, like I said, all of those weird aspects that gets everyone just so confused, but also like a sick, twisted human trait of getting intrigued, like yeah. fascinated, right? Yeah. And so it was very, very weird. And what was weirder is that Germany had no law against cannibalism. And so that was kind of going to be problematic for the prosecutors. They just didn't know how that was going to be solved. And also the video. The video was going to prove to be incredibly problematic in the first trial because it really shows Brandis as a willing victim. There is no hesitation. There is no coercion. There is no, come on, baby, let's do it. Like, don't worry about it. It's going to be okay. Like, it's none of that. Like, Brandis was asking for it. At some points, begging for it. At some points, maybe Brandis was a little more aggressive than Armin in making this happen. And so that was going to be very, very problematic for prosecutors. So at first, the first trial... In 2004, again, it feels so new. In 2004, they said, hey, 
we don't think it's murder. We're going to try to charge him for manslaughter rather than murder because of the consensual nature of it all. It just didn't seem like homicide. And so he was sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. And this... (laughs) This was fucking controversial. I mean, this really put Germany on the map. Like, the entire world was talking about Germany. Like, what the fuck is Germany doing? Like, this man literally murdered him, cut him in half, put him in his freezer, like, treated him like Costco me. Like, you're going to give him eight and a half years? And it just made everyone really, really upset. It just, yeah, it tore Germany apart. It tore the rest of the world apart. And so the prosecution decided to appeal the sentence. And they demanded a retrial. And they said, this time, we're going to try to find him guilty of murder. So because cannibalism, again, is not something that they can charge him for, they charged him for two things. They charged him for murder for the purposes of sexual pleasure. And then the second thing was disturbing the peace of the dead, meaning that he is consuming the flesh after the person had died. And these are crimes. It's crazy that disturbing the peace of the dead is a crime versus cannibalism technically isn't. That's so weird, yeah. And, I mean, there's a lot of weird conspiracies on why a lot of, like, first world countries where you would think cannibalism is illegal because it's not really a part of the culture, right? Mm -hmm. Why is it not illegal? And they're saying cannibalism is very strange because when it comes to wartime, it is, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. It is an option? Not necessarily an option, but... It is needed to survive? If needed. And so some people, I don't know if this is true. Some people say that in a lot of first world countries, it's not a law because they don't want to try or convict anyone who fought and served for their country if they were forced to do, if they were forced to eat another human to stay alive. Wow. They would just say it would just be a lot of like legal headaches and then also the people who served the country and then probably didn't want to eat another person but then was forced to eat another person i don't know i mean this is all a conspiracy this is all a conspiracy cannibalism statistically is very rare Mm -hmm. very rare but there are not concrete statistics on wartime Mm. because nobody reports it and if it is reported it just kind of gets brushed away and it's the same with rape rape is Um, rape is not rare it is very very common but it's even more common in wartime and war zones but again those numbers they're not accurate because they get pushed aside so like because of that because of wartime and war zones nobody really knows statistically how many people partake in cannibalism wow yeah wow And so this time they were not charging him with manslaughter via cannibalism. They were charging him for those two things. So you're talking first degree murder at this point. And what was pivotal to the prosecution was that they were saying, hey, listen, first of all, Brandis was definitely not in the right mind to give that type of consent, like to give that type of consent of, okay, like I want to die. He wasn't in that right mind the minute that his penis was cut off. And again, it's one of those situations where because Brandis was not in the right mind, if Armin had contacted the ambulance or the police or medical authorities, maybe Mm -hmm. a life could have been saved. And so because of that, you know, he is a murderer and Brandis was still alive when his throat was cut. So you're not just talking about slaughtering. Like he actually put in the cause of death. Right. Like the cause of death technically wasn't bleeding out. 
Right. And so for those reasons, he should be convicted of first degree murder. Um, they had a four hour long footage and they only shared 19 minutes of it to the jury. Mm-hmm. And even after that, most of the jury, the jurors, their life was just upturned. Like most of them became physically sick Whoa. in the courtroom. They had to go to therapy, extensive, like not just, oh, state mandated, like he, he, ha, ha. I'm just here because I was part of the jury, like extensive therapy afterwards. The wow. police officers, the investigators, the prosecution who saw the tapes i mean there are a select number of people in germany that work for the government that saw all four hours of the footage and they have to i mean i am sure most of them are still in therapy there's not something that you can unsee like there's not enough eye bleach on reddit to get rid of something like that yeah and at this point what's even crazier is that he was convicted at 2000 in 2005 for murder and he was sentenced to life in prison Now, in cases like this, when someone is sentenced to life in prison, you see a lot of people showing a lot of fake remorse or real remorse. Who's to say, right? But there is a lot of like, judge, like, listen, I didn't freaking mean to do it. Like, I was in over my head. I just really wanted to like try eating, I don't know, a piece of his balls. I don't know. Like, please forgive me. Like, I didn't mean to. I messed up. But it didn't seem like remorse is too strong of a word for Armin. And even his attorney realizes this and admitted this. Armin doesn't necessarily feel remorse for what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, his only regret is that killing that he had to stop the neck mm-hmm. and he wished he hadn't, but not so much of the eating and slaughtering aspect. He doesn't really feel remorse or regret for eating mm-hmm. Brandis or slaughtering Brandis. Mm-hmm. But he does know and he does understand that it's wrong. He's he feels like, okay, this should just be a dream. Like next time I have a fantasy about this, it should just be a fantasy. It shouldn't be something that I actually do it, like go through with it. Mm. And the saddest part, the saddest part about all of this is that a lot of people were looking at this case like, oh, it's so sick. It's so twisted. But maybe the silver lining is that Brandis got what he wanted and Armin's in jail, but he lived out his final fantasy and he's going to spend the rest of his life in prison. I mean, nobody really gives a fuck about Armin, but more mm-hmm. for Brandis, right? Mm-hmm. But the saddest part is that neither of them got their fantasy. What do you mean? Brandis wanted to be eaten alive and that's yeah. not what happened. They couldn't eat the penis. He wanted to eat the penis. He wanted the penis to get bitten off. That didn't happen either. And it wasn't exactly what he expected. I mean, Armin said like it seemed like maybe he had a lonely death. Mm-hmm. And so maybe it was like a case of like buyer's remorse in the really sickest terms of this is not what I thought it was going to be like. And there was a lot more sorrow and a lot more What did I just do than anything else, right? Yeah. And then for Armin, you know, he wasn't really interested in eating a penis. He did that for Brandis. And he really did not have any desire to kill anyone. And that was so, that was so important for him. Like he wanted consent. He didn't want to be a murderer in his own eyes, whatever those are. Mm. And so I'm not saying we should feel sympathy for Armin. I'm just saying it's kind of sad that neither of them got their exact fantasy like one person had to die one person is now in jail forever and neither of them got their fantasy and what's even more ironic is that now that armin's in jail he has converted into becoming a vegetarian 
a fucking vegetarian. Why? I'm going to say it one more time for the people in the back. Armin, cannibal, murdered someone, ate 44 pounds of human flesh, is now a vegetarian. (laughs) Yeah. What? Yeah. So, I mean, there's two theories for that. Some people Uh are like, okay, maybe no other meat tastes as good as humans for Armin. Uh And he doesn't want to be reminded by the shitty meat that he has to eat that's not human flesh. I mean, that's what people are saying. This is what a lot of people are speculating. So either meat brings him sadness because it's not his actual fantasy or maybe human meat really ain't all that. And maybe eating 44 pounds just... It just grosses him out and now he's sick of meat. Mm. You know, it could be either or. Yeah, and that is the story of Armin. (laughs) So he's sitting in jail right now. Yes, he's sitting in prison doing some interviews and his interviews are very interesting because he doesn't really show any remorse or emotion. I wonder how the inmates treat him. I'd be scared shitless. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. But then some people are saying that he should be let out. Why? Because the whole point of prison, I mean, that's what some people are saying. I don't believe it. Listen, I don't want a cannibal out in the streets of Germany. I've never been to Germany, but it seems very scary. Yeah. But a lot of people are saying prison is literally for the people who are dangerous to society. But Armin isn't dangerous to society because he doesn't pressure people to do it. But Mm. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like a cult. Yeah. So I feel like Brandis... It was a situation of the right circumstances, the right timing, the Mm -hmm. right life experiences, you know, his Mm -hmm. life trauma, all of that. And he would still be alive if he hadn't met Armin. Yeah. And then he's posting all these pictures and getting praised. That's sending very, very wrong ideas to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And imagine if he's out and about and people's like, oh, okay, you just got to get consent. And then you can do whatever you want with people. And then imagine all of the people who pretend to get consent or fake consent somehow. I mean, I don't think even with consent, this is messed up. Yeah. There is two groups of people. There are two groups of people that are kind of split on it. There's a group that says, is it really murder if a victim consented to homicide and they wanted it? They wanted murder. They wanted to be murdered. They didn't want to die. They didn't want to commit suicide. They wanted to be murdered. That was very specific. Is that still a crime? Yeah. Or is that free will? So there's two groups of people. There's a group of people that are like, look, it's sick. It's twisted. And the victims are the victim's of the family like the family gets hurt the Mm -hmm. family is like what he wanted this you know those are the victims but technically it could be a victimless crime so you have some people that are like armin doesn't deserve to live forever in jail and then you have another group of people that are like uh yeah hell yeah he does yeah i feel like i'm on the uh, hell yeah he does (laughs) boat but i mean it is a question that i'd love to ask is it murder if a victim consents is it murder if the victim wants to be murdered let me know in the comments it's a very strange gray area there's no comments oh shit it's a podcast let me know in my dm slide into them dms and um america's want talent america's got talent slide into my dms as well the voice feel free to slide 
smash that button <laughs> smash that follow button for more weird crimes and dm me for a list of weirder crimes if you guys have any i mean i have like a whole list that i've had for the past three years of crimes i could never talk about in mukbangs because i mean it's a mukbang and i'm eating while i'm talking about those crimes so i have like a whole list and if you guys have any more let me know so i can add them to the long list but i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of the rotten mango please stay safe please don't be going on some weird ass websites really think about it before you give your consent like think long and hard don't do it the forbidden meat really ain't good don't do it and i'll see you guys next week on wednesday because we like to penetrate your ear holes on hump day